0: What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Leadership GPS. Insightful conversations about leadership and what it takes to be successful in today's rapidly changing organizations.
1: Hello and welcome to Leadership GPS. This is our ongoing podcast talking about the world of leadership leadership development practices, ideas, suggestions, theories, anything having to do with people wanting to not only succeed in a leadership position, but maybe even aspire for a leadership position in the future. Uh, I'm Alan Jackson with the Jackson Group, and with me, as always, is Tony Jackson, also with the Jackson Group and with Drive Leadership, our leadership development arm of the company. Tony, how are you doing? i'm fine son yeah no, okay i'll throw the dad in there for those of you who are not familiar that right. is a father-son combination thing we've got going here so i have to toggle between the whole dad and tony thing on a daily basis so good to see you dad hope you're doing okay today i'm fine son Thank good you. good we're gonna do a little bit of follow-up from last uh, our last episode which uh for mm-hmm. those of you uh the thousands of you that i know listen every uh religiously to this uh show every single time it downloads three or four times before they go to bed at night exactly yeah. this is uh this is a required listening for many of you i know but last time we had a, a, an episode where we talked about the idea of constructive feedback and i thought it was a good session we talked a lot about the need for constructive feedback why it's so important for leaders to be in positions to always be giving feedback to their employees and obviously if there's a deficiency or something they need to work on that is a good way for them to work on improving that that is us in the leadership positions that is a responsibility we have is to yep. provide that feedback yep. now i want to branch off of that a little bit and this is actually based off of some questions I received from people who listened to the episode last time who said, you know what? Okay, that's great. We understand that it's important to do the feedback, but talk me through the nuts and bolts. What do I really do to give the best feedback in a situation? And the ones I heard the most from dad are the ones who say, you know what? I've got some really poor performers or repeat performers who are having some issues with their performance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I've got to go talk to. Yep. So they're committed to the idea of doing, constructive feedback they know they need to go talk to their employee about this or have some dealing with it what do they actually need to do in this situation how do they you know what are the tactics they need to be involved with to make this process work as smoothly as possible so i figure that's something we'll talk about a little bit today is that idea of what really works and what doesn't work when giving constructive feedback to somebody especially when that employee is not
2: performing where they should be yeah yeah absolutely there's a lot of techniques and tips they can go into play in that, and that's one of the most critical questions I hear asked of me a lot of times, Alan, from okay. directors, managers, even supervisors, front-line supervisors who have to give people critical feedback about their performance, Right. particularly those who know that they have a hard message to deliver. Sure. Now, let's, let's put it in perspective. A lot of people we work with in leadership roles are nice people. Sure. Now, they are. They're good, friendly people. They're outgoing people. They're interactive people and those types of things. But all those same traits that make them very endearing to be around makes it awfully tough for them to confront somebody with a hard message. Sure. So what do they do? Well, several options. First of all, they don't confront people. Which is a big no-no. Now it's a big no-no because it won't get any better, first of all. Right. And secondly, it's not going to take care of itself. Right. You know, there's nothing that says to the person, stop or do this or whatever there's nothing there the other thing that gets in the way of them Mm -hmm. do that sometimes is just their own personal discomfort of being what they think is negative towards a person Mm -hmm. or stepping on a person or exerting their authority on a person or just simply being uncomfortable not being liked by that person well and and
1: we're located here in the south i mean i'm sure it's a little more accentuated here in our area than maybe Mm -hmm. other parts of the country but we have Mm -hmm. this Let's be nice to one another mentality a lot more prevalent here than other places. What's well, yeah. called the magnolia mentality. Right. Which means it's much, much better to be nice than honest. And okay. unfortunately, in a business situation, just being nice when somebody really needs some, some hard words yeah. um,
2: is not going to get the organization anywhere it needs to be. Well, you know, this, this gives an ample uh, platform for me to go back a couple of sessions over the last two or three sessions. There's little pieces that I've been pulling out of those sessions that really apply here as well. Okay. You know, one of the things I said before in one session, I think it was the time before last, um, was a quote that I keep around my desk is, if you have but one gift to give to people, let it be your enthusiasm. Well, giving negative feedback to people about performance is not something to be enthusiastic about, mm-hmm. but it's certainly something that needs to come across as full of intensity. I'll get to that later. Okay. Second thing is, there, there's another quote that I mm-hmm. like. It says, okay. the best gift to give to people you truly care about Is direct, honest, candid feedback. Sure. And you know why? Because nobody else will. Yep. They'll hear it somewhere along the line around the corners, but you're the person as a leader that's responsible for saying, here's what you need to know. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's important for people to
1: remember too, you alluded to the idea that if if we don't give this feedback, nothing's going to change. Uh, that employee that is not performing up to where you want them to perform are getting no cues whatsoever in most situations that what they're doing is not what the organization wants them to do or mm-hmm. what the leader wants them to do. Mm-hmm. So barring everything else, that person is not going to change. No. Mm-hmm. Very rarely in a situation are they going to learn on their own yep. or get some other outside source to tell them that they need to fix this. Yep. Yep. It is up to that leader, and it becomes so critical there.
2: Human principle. Most people in their performance issues and their behaviors tend to gravitate towards the norm, the comfortable point. Sure. In other words, okay, I've been doing this. Nobody's gotten rattled about it. It must be okay. Therefore, I'm going to keep doing Keep doing keep it. Doing okay. it. Yep. But if you think about a broader principle, how do people really change anything about themselves? Mm-hmm. There's only three motivations to change. And I have to tell you a personal story. You, I don't think you ever knew your great-granddad Simmons, did you? Uh, just for a few years. Okay. Just for a few years at the end of his life. Well, he spent end. a lot of them in this mm-hmm. life. You know, 97 yes. years, I think it was, he lived to. That's 97 right. years of age. And you know what I think, because I knew him a lot of those years as his, his grandson, out of those 97 years, I guarantee you, probably the last 93 of those were pretty mean years. on his wow. part. Okay. I mean, he was just was a tough guy. He was <laughs> yeah. a tough guy. All right. He never held back telling you what he thought you needed to hear. Sure. And I can remember one time when I was a little boy out in his driveway. That's before they had concrete to pour on driveways, this dirt gravel stuff. And my dad was out there, and he was out there, and my uncle was out there, and I was there, and I'd just gotten a new BB gun. Okay. And I did a dumb thing, which I mm-hmm. regret to this day. But, you know, I shot a bird off a wire yeah. with my BB gun. Mm, okay. I know. I feel bad about it. All you know, but the, that's uh, back then you did this. All thing. the animal
1: rights activists out there, I you know. can call uh, Tony at the, right, uh, at the office right. here and uh, have well, a few words with 1-800, him.
2: 1-800-GET-ON-TO-TONY. <laughs> 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 but anyway, you know, as bad as it was, I did it. I was a little kid. I sure. must have been 8 or 9, 10, whatever it was, with a BB right. gun. It was a thing boys did back then. Absolutely. But my granddaddy, good gracious, he looked at me, jerked that gun away from me, and he snapped his finger at me and looked at me and said, what you young boys need today is a good depression to go through to teach you some values. <laughs> a good depression. You mm. know, I've never, that's an oxymoron. Mm. I've never thought about a depression being <laughs> that way. it would been no. good. To him, it was, you, you want to change, you know, you want to learn something, then experience pain. Yeah. That's what he was basically saying. Sure. Now. There's only three ways that people can get ready to change anything about themselves. Mm -hmm. One of which is they do nothing Mm -hmm. long enough so that it gets uncomfortable to them or anybody else. You just do nothing. It just resides there. Keep doing it. All of a sudden you say, doggone it, I look fat in the mirror. I got to lose some weight. Okay, fine. Second way is that somebody creates a sense of fear Mm -hmm. in you, generate fear. And I guess my granddaddy did that. You know, he said, what you need is. I think, I, that's pretty close to fear there. Yeah, I, so. I, I say that yeah. falls in there. So. Or he's saying, if you don't, such right. and such bad's going to happen. Sure. It's a little bit like, of a threatening, a little sure. bit of a yeah, worst case scenario. Same, like, same thing with a fat, being fat. Yeah. It's not just I look fat, but you go to the doctor and he says, Tony, you got to lose some weight. There's a coronary just waiting to happen. Yep. That's generating fear. Sure. Well, would that give me to move? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Probably. If he's sincere and intense about it, I think he, he would, you know. Um, but the other is a much more positive way mm-hmm. to create change, and that's create a sense of hopefulness. Okay. You know, things can be better than they are. This can happen if you lose weight, and so mm. on and so forth. Right. It's not of what to avoid and sit there and wait till it gets too bad. Mm-hmm. You have to change on your own, but move towards something. Okay. Okay. Same thing happens with people's behaviors on the job. If the leader cannot deal with one of those three methods to change, evoke mm-hmm. change in a person, we're not going to be successful with it. Okay. Now. Which do we use more often, you think, out of those three, Alan? The mm-hmm. do nothing, the generate fear, or create hope? What do we do most of the time? Alan, you say anything. I'll make it right. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to go with do nothing. That's a very good answer, and okay. that's exactly the one I would pick first. For okay. Mo- a lot of people. Okay? Okay. And then when we do have to do it, when we do have to sit good. down and confront a person, what are some times we lapse into that's easy uh, but not good for the long term? Um, I'm going to hedge my bets with two answers here.
1: Either you're lapsing into the sugar coating everything and making it a little more positive and rosy than it really needs to be, oh. or you're going with the uh,
2: Grandpa Simmons uh, uh, threat fear. and
1: generating fear. Yeah,
2: get a threat in there. Right. right. It's one of those two extremes. It's yeah, not a, that's a good. Middle. That's a good analysis. I okay. did not have that down as my answer, oh, but I'm, I'm going to give you points for those two because well, that's much more thoughtful that than down. my answer. Write that down <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's much more thoughtful <laughs> than I gave it. You know, right. right? Now, but you're right. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people will sugarcoat things almost so that the person leaves that type of performance counseling sessions and what the heck did he say? Yeah. So what am I, what what did I do wrong? What's going on? I've I've heard of those
1: a lot where it's
2: just very almost
1: ambiguous. It's almost I I don't want to be too pointed with this person and offend them or upset them. It's almost like if I
2: were to talk to you right now, Alan, about your performance as an employee, I might say something that way. Mm -hmm. I might say, well, Alan said, you know, this is—I this, tell you what—this is not easy for me to do, and mm-hmm. it, it's not meant to be harsh at all. And I don't want you to get the wrong idea, Alan. Because, you know, overall, I think you're doing a really, right. really—you uh, know—a a, a pretty good job. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think that, you know, it, 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 you know, if you just think about it, I mean. There's just a little problem you have, Alan, and that's like not coming into work. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And then you so this, but don't worry about it. I'm sure to take uh, yeah, care of yourself. Right. I'm sure there's reasons for it. Yeah. Listen, I just want to let you know. Just letting you know about it. Not that's a big right. deal. Not anything to worry about. And out the door yeah, you right. go and you uh, say, that wasn't too bad. Uh, we, right?
1: we, people, it, that happens a lot, unfortunately. Yeah, right. It does. Right.
2: Yeah. Now, the other approach is the generating that sense of fear. Right. And we do it sometimes so subtly that people don't even recognize it until after the fact. mm mm-hmm. But if we say things to people like, listen, Alan, if you don't start improving your performance, we're going to have to – we're going to have to talk again. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. You know, that really what he's saying is we're going to have to terminate you. We're going to have to get serious about this thing or whatever. Or they can say things like, you know, Alan, I don't know. I mean – I had high hopes for you in this job, Mm -hmm. and uh, you're just not cutting it. And, you know, we're going to have to think about our decision to have you here. Those are threats. They really are. Yeah. That's basically saying if you don't get on the stick, you're gone.
1: Anybody with half a sense of intelligence will figure that out and say, yeah, okay, I'm pretty much out the door pretty soon here. Now,
2: there's a point in every organization's disciplinary process where you have to say things like that, but very clearly. Right. All right, to people. This is your last shot. This is a third write-up or whatever. One more time, and... Okay, and in those it. situations, I think it is a fear thing, it yep. is
1: a threat yep. thing, but from a legal standpoint, from an HR standpoint, that's the thing you really need you to gotta, be doing. You got to do it. Is give them yeah. that
2: opportunity. So, so, short of that last step, you know what you're really trying to do is change a person's performance behaviors on the job. Right. Now, what kind of problems are they have, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It may be not coming in coming in on time not calling in for absences it might be an quote attitudinal problem which i hate that word attitude but behavioral problem with other team members mm-hmm. it might be something related to how they treat our customers or our guests and that type of thing it might be anything like that right and but it's but it's way off the mark from being what's acceptable sure okay mm-hmm. remember the golden rule again we cannot mandate excellence with people for what we can expect and mandate doing the job
1: yeah, the sure. basics
2: of mm-hmm. doing the job. Right. Now, so this is a person who's on the low end of that scale. But what, what re- really creates a problem for people is when they get down the nuts and bolts mm-hmm. and they cross that hurdle of deciding to talk to the person. Mm-hmm. They finally suck it up, or somebody above them tells them to go talk to them. Right. Or it gets so bad they know they have no other choice that they say, okay, I need to do that. But sure. there are several things we need to keep in mind as good leaders, be done in a leader like way. that will help make this a I won't say a positive situation because it's not going to be positive for everybody, but it's going to only be one that you can feel confident about.
1: Well, and and actually, I would say that the end result is going to be ultimately positive for everybody involved. Either that employee is going to get better if this is handled right. This employee may be on their way out, which ultimately may be the best thing for them and for the organization. So I think we can use the word positive, although the experience is not necessarily meant to be positive. But the end result for the organization and that
2: individual should be a good outcome in the right yeah. path for them. The main outcome you want to have is that person leaving your conference with them, knowing that it's on their shoulders to yep. improve their performance or not, which that's up to them, whether okay. how they, how they take and run right. with that. So, you know, okay. we have all kinds of models about how we may have to make sure that the person has, you know, what's expected of them. And have they gotten feedback about the performance along the way? Have we done our job as the leaders about bringing them along, coaching them, working to that point. But remember we're assuming all that's been done. And they're at that last point where they say, you know, this, this is serious. Okay. All right. Well, so, I'll
1: tell you what. So let's say I'm in that position okay. where I've, I've come to that realization, just like you described, right. that I have to go talk to this person. Yep. This is either I'm being made to or I just realize it's gotten to that point or something needs to change. Yep. So talk me through this. What do I do? I mean, this is do or die time for me. I've got to make this right the first time and do it right if I want the outcome I'm looking for
2: for this person. Okay. So what's okay. the first thing I do? Alan, you're, Are you a religious person? Sure. Okay, yeah. then you probably want to start off by praying. Okay. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> All right, check. <laughs> Got that's not, not so list. bad, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes going to a higher power to say, Give me strength right. okay. is not okay. a bad thing. Uh-huh. So, strength is what a good leader needs. But, you know, more as important as strength is intent, good intent. Mm-hmm. And go back to that quote I had, you know, giving people you truly care about direct, honest, candid feedback. Never said always positive. Right. All right. right? So, if you really care about the person, and you want them to succeed in their work, you're coming from the best place possible. So Absolutely. you need to do that. Okay. If we're not there, mm-hmm. acknowledge it in yourself and say, I got problems with this person. Okay. I have a tough time with them. And you take some strategies, like have another person in the meeting with you. So huh. Balance it off. All right. So let me, let
1: me just make sure I'm understanding this. So, so it's important to make sure you go in with the intent that you are doing this to help them. You're doing this from a positive standpoint and you're going in because you feel like, you know, You've got to help. This person needs to be performing a different level, and you can help them do this by going and giving this feedback. But you're saying that if you don't, if you're not able to kind of frame your your intent that way, for whatever reason, you may have a personality issue with that yep. person. Yep. Just don't, just don't like them. Mm-hmm. You're saying it might be better to think of a slightly different strategy on how you deliver that that feedback. And and what
2: you said, think of a different strategy is where we need to come from as a leader. Okay. We should never go into a performance counseling situation where we're trying to help change a person's performance for the last time, feeling emotional about it. Hmm. Okay. Okay? It should be a dispassionate feeling. except. I care about the person and their success in this organization, right? And, and for them,
1: but not in a matter so, of I just I really cannot stand this employee and the way that they work here and right. the way they do things. I've told that's that's them over and over again, and I'm just livid. So I want to go in there and deal with it. That's right. not the intent. So that's to go the first
2: step you take is preparation. All right. But I'm talking about preparing not only what you want to say and what the outcomes need to be in your mind, but also preparing yourself emotionally. And if you're not there and can't get there, then take some other strategies. Okay.
1: So I guess so, along these same lines, the idea of You hear something about this employee, and you get so fired up and livid, you just want to storm right downstairs to that person's office, bust open their door,
2: and let them have it. You don't do it. As tempting as that may be for people, you can't do it. You don't do it. Okay. You don't do it. You know, there's a reason why uh, people who are drivers on the highway and get cut off by somebody, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, they speed up to catch up with them and— Give that little sign that you know, any universal sign that says I'm thinking about you. That sort of stuff. <laughs>
1: I'm only, I'm only laughing because <laughs> I'm only laughing because I've got quite a few stories growing up where that similar situations
2: happen. Like but, in Orlando, Florida. Oh, uh, like in yeah. Orlando, Florida,
1: like uh, Hickory
2: Airport, like a couple other yes, places. I remember that, remember. that yeah. was a keying incident. <laughs> Well, I can tell you no, that happened just last week. Oh, really?
1: But I won't go there. Okay. okay. But anyway, so don't don't follow by your example on the road. Is what we're saying.
2: Well, well no, no, not not that. I mean, okay. don't. I wasn't even saying that I do those. Oh, things, sure. No, of course not. No, I understand. But the fact is, I'm saying pick your pick your place. Okay. Okay. That's part of the preparation as well. Pick your timing and pick your place. All right. If I get upset from behind my wheel and the safety of my car on four wheels that are turning and my gas pedal in front of me so I can get away from or slow up or turn or whatever from mm. a person I'm mad at. Okay. That's pretty good because they can't get to me. All right. So All right. can
1: I transpose that into the office
2: setting of being your office then? So, sure. Okay. Let me let me put it this way, though. But you want control of the situation now. Okay. And this this is it's one of those things where it's not mentoring. This mm-hmm. is not Coaching, this is counseling about performance. So you want mm-hmm. control? Would you go to their office, Alan? I'm posing you. If you would you call them and say, "Hey, Alan, I need to come and talk to you about a few things," right? And go there, or would you say, "Alan, I need to see you in my office," or third mm-hmm. option, "I need to see you in the conference room." Uh, personally, I go conference room. I would too. Why? Why would you say that? Uh, well, because I do think that
1: I think I can come into that with a more of that neutral positive intent type of thing as Mm -hmm. opposed to I'm going to sit behind my desk where it's my little domain, my little world and I can just espouse to you what I'm upset about. But I also don't want to go to their office because then I'm a Mm -hmm. little bit playing into their domain. If uh, you know, they got a phone call going on, they get distracted with email on the screen or whatever.
2: I need that control. Or even if it gets a point, you go to their office and they say, yes, Alan, come on in and have a seat, please. Oh man, that's, that's their, that's their world. Exactly. Go to a neutral site at best. If not revert to your office, But make it one which carries with it the tone of no distractions. Yes. And so you minimize distractions and also so that you have control of the environment around you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sit across from the person on the table, not knee to knee this time. Coaching and mentoring, you sit knee to knee or face-to-face, elbow-to-elbow type of thing because that's helping. That's guidance. Right. But when you're... uh, issuing edicts or whether you're uh, telling them this is serious, we mm-hmm. got to get down to this, you know, you've got to improve, um, that needs to carry with it the environment of command, okay. if you would. All right. Now, that doesn't mean marching them into your office like the principal's office. But sure, the, the intent is the same. Right. If you got sent to the principal's office, you know it was serious stuff. Absolutely. When you call up, if you're the boss and, or the supervisor or manager, you call up the person and say, you know, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Or better yet, you talk to them on the phone and you say, you know, or I go to them first to first, face to, excuse me, face to face, person to person, and say, you know, we need to, to talk mm-hmm. and uh, about some your performance issues. I'd like to see you in the conference room tomorrow at one o'clock. Okay, is it bad to make them fret about it like that for a while? No, not no. really, because you told them what you want to talk about. Right. Also gives them a chance to prepare emotionally for it. Sure. Right. Not come in and say just felt like they'd been grabbed off the street and sit down right. and talk to. You. Okay. Absolutely. So Good. control the environment. Okay, and and after the preparation, mental preparation, and get over whatever emotional immaturity types of things we may feel about that person, get over it, strategize about it, but also choose your settings. All right, so we're saying first preference in most situations are going to be a more –
1: a more uh, open and a more, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's not a slanted environment. It's, it's, not a neutral, office. it's a neutral environment. That's right. That's our first choice, but if that's not available, your office. you go to
2: your
0: office
1: that's right. as opposed to their office. That's right. Okay.
2: Sometimes you can even drop a little hints about how serious this is. For example, if you had to go to your office and if you have a secretary, you know, as you usher the person in or invite them in, you go to your secretary and say, Ms. Jones, uh, please hold all calls. Mm. I'm going to be in a very important conference here. Wow. Oh, man. You're talking about creating an air of importance to this. Sure. That's that thing about intensity I was talking about before. Okay. People need to know that we're, we're serious about this. Okay. Okay. So we've picked the location. Yep.
1: We're ready to go into this. What yep. else, What do we do at that point? What do first, we do next? First
2: words are important. Okay. First words are important. All right. Do not feel the need to sit down and chit-chat with a person to get mm. them comfortable. Sure. Okay, that, that's not the purpose. They know that's not what they're there for. They don't want to talk about their kids ball game. Right. You don't want to talk about it. All you're doing is dancing at that point. Yes. Out of discomfort for yourself. So the first words out of your mouth are very, very important. And the first words I would say use mm-hmm. and I would even if I'm out there in the listening audience of the millions of people that are listening to this, I'd write this down. Because right, we mentioned so. it last time in our session. As well. So everybody take note. Here write we go. it down right here. Best thing you can say to a person when you have them in your office or that neutral site about a performance counseling serious issue Mm -hmm. is you say something like, Alan, I want you to be successful in your work here, but right now you're not. And here's the reasons why. Here's what's getting your way. I remember that from our last conversation. Good eye contact. Look them straight in the eye. Don't Mm -hmm. sneer. Don't, you know, don't berate them. Don't do anything like that. Just simply say, I want you to be successful. But right now you're not. Right now you're not. And this is why. (laughs) Boom. You set the stage for it. Nice. And what you're doing is transferring knowledge. You're transferring information. This is how I see you work. This is not a time to discuss your work performance. This is me telling you where you are. Okay. And where you are is not where we would need for you to be. Very nice. i tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a really quick break. Okay. Uh, And when we
1: come back, we'll kind of continue with this train of thought. What are some other things we need to keep in mind as we're having this dialogue? Other things we want to make sure to, to do to keep this as, you know, Successful as possible mm-hmm. and, and in the right place for the organization. Right. So we'll be back to Leadership GPS in just a moment.
0: Okay. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at TheMesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. Welcome back to Leadership
1: GPS. I'm Alan Jackson with my dad, Tony Jackson, here again. Uh, We're going to pick right back up on our conversation in just a moment, but a few quick things I want to make sure everybody knew about. Uh, You're listening, obviously, to Leadership GPS on The Mesh The Mesh is our online network of podcasts and uh, audio and video media that you can listen or watch anytime from anywhere, any Internet-connected device, uh, whether it be iPhones, whether it be your computer, whether it be uh, tablets, doesn't matter. Uh, We've got a lot of great shows on the network. I encourage you to go check them out. If this is the only show you're listening to, I think you'd be surprised to find that there's some others out there that are very complimentary to this. We've got one called Stepping Up Service where we talk about the customer service world of today's uh, business world. Very interesting ideas on how to really be providing the best customer service we can to our clients.
2: That's a good series.
1: Oh, yeah. And absolutely, especially with today's technology and all the Internet online world of Buying and working with clients, we really need to step up that level of customer service and make sure we 're doing things the right way using those tools. so that conversation is going on and then, for those of you in the healthcare world, uh, caps cast is our our podcast about the cap service. Which is the, uh, the national public uh, patient satisfaction survey process going on with hospitals and home health agencies and other healthcare organizations around the nation. We actually have a monthly ongoing podcast talking about that service, talking about how you can work on improving your scores on patient satisfaction in the healthcare arena. So, a couple of good complimentary business related podcasts we want to make sure you're aware of. There's a lot of others too entertainment, news, uh, sports, some other things going on there. So, we just encourage you to please check those out out, go to themesh.tv, take a listen and see what else we have on the network there. So with that, Tony, let's get back to our conversation here. So we we've set up the meeting, we've picked the location and we've said the opening words of how we're going to get started with this feedback session and with this uh, counseling
2: session on their feedback. What what's the next things we need to be doing there? Well remember after we've done our preparation emotionally and 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 objective with ourselves before the meeting. Yes. Uh, we've delayed it to, to a point where we're emotionally in control of ourselves as well, if we can do that. We pick the proper setting, preferably a neutral site, if not your office, something you can keep control of. Mm-hmm. And you know what the first words will be, which would be something like, I want you to be successful in your work here, Alan, but you're not right now, and here are the right. reasons why. And we've talked about this, you know, but we need to readdress this now for yep. the last time. Yes. So anyway, jaw beat on it. Now, it's also important, just keep in mind, this, this is, who does the talking? let's Let's say that this whole meeting, Alan, takes place for over twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Who do you think ought to do most of the talking in this twenty minute period of time in a performance counseling situation? Well, I think most
1: of it ought to be from the person you know the boss, the leader the the leader the person, absolutely yeah. absolutely right
2: there's no need for ample dialogue in this right. this is not a time to let me hear your thoughts and feelings that, kind no, of past, we know that we're past, kind that. Of past that point that comes in the like. mentoring and the coaching end right. of it right the dialogue occurs there this is directive this simply says alan you're not doing your job sure. specifically what i'm talking about is this mm-hmm. and you roll through it that way so okay. verbiage wise you keep control but that also puts the monkey on the person the leader's back mm-hmm. about the words they choose to use oh, and yes. how they say them all right Remember this. Remember this. We've already got most of this tackled, but supposedly from some theories I've read, there are three sources of effectiveness as a communicator to people. Mm -hmm. Okay. One is the words we choose. Mm -hmm. Second is how we say those words. Right. And that might be the uhs and the pauses and the tone of voice and louder or softer, Mm -hmm. all those types of things.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And the last one is how we look as we say those words. Okay. Okay. Out of those three, the words we choose to use, how we say the words, or how we look as we say those words, what do you think accounts for most of our effectiveness as a communicator with a person, Alan? Oh, boy. Yeah. You're putting me on the spot here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, my gut wants to say the words, but I got a feeling that's the wrong answer. You do? Uh, I do. Mm. Um I mean, I think it should be the words, but I don't know if that's necessarily okay, that's what a good choice. the yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah.
2: It's wrong. Nah, it's okay, wrong. it's wrong choice. I figured, choice. It, <laughs> totally I figured it probably was. Way off <laughs> wrong in fact. That. <laughs> right. right. no, accounting for 55% of our effectiveness as a communicator is how we look as we speak. You know, and I think we've actually talked about this in a previous
1: episode. We have. So obviously you I need to pay to a little day. more attention yeah, to those earlier right. episodes. Yeah. 55% okay.
2: how we look. How we so, look when we're delivering right. the and message. And that means body language, eye contact, the expression of the face, and those types of things. Wow. All right? We are not going to get anywhere about communicating sincerity and intensity and firmness in this meeting about performance counseling with a person if we never look at them. Hmm. If we look down our shoes, we stumble around. We make notes all the time. We just, you know, and We're not going to communicate that. Okay, thirty-eight percent, not the fifty-five. Fifty-five percent comes from how. We look as we speak. 38% of our effectiveness comes from how we say the words that we choose that's to the use. the tone of
1: voice, the volume, speed, the speed, yeah. all this, the delivery. If
2: you come to my office, I call you right there, and I'm, I'm not done on emotional preparation. I call you up there and say, Alan, get your tail in here and sit down right now. i got something to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. And you better not forget it this time. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Well, obviously, you got got the worst possible scenario there, and it's how they're said. It's very contentious and very aggravating. Man, then you glare on your eyes and those types of things, it mm-hmm. communicates the wrong thing. Right. Okay? Words count for only 7% of our effectiveness wow. as a communicator. Mm. Now, that percentage, I think, goes up when we're in an emotionally laden situation of talking to a person. Okay. Now, words mean a lot. Mm-hmm. Words mean a lot. Or silence means a lot. Absence mm-hmm. of words. The key here is that what we say is going to be listened to very acutely in a stressful situation. Okay. And how we say it emphasizes that message we're trying to communicate. Right? All right. So what are some killer words that we don't want to use, you know, and, and particularly said wrongly, but killer words. I would stay away from any absolutes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Always, never. That, right. Those types of things. Or you, else. Or else. Thing, yeah, Something right. that cuts mm-hmm. yep. cuts it dry. I would stay away from absolutes. Always never. Or else. You know, you better and those types of things. I would stay away from challenging questions, such as when did you ever do that? Mm-hmm. You know? You're telling me what now? You know? Oh, I've never heard that from you before. Mm-hmm. When did you say that? Those are challenging types of statements. Right. All right. Even though it's about the person's performance, if they come back on anything like that and say, wait a minute, I don't think you got all the facts. Well, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What did I not yeah, cover with you? Right. Saying, boy, that just
1: puts a person well, And that changes oh, the I'm whole off. demeanor of the conversation. It's yeah. no longer you are counseling that person on their You're yep. engaging in some sort of back and forth dialogue, this which is not going to work. This is now jousting. Right. You know, it's not,
2: yeah. it's not counseling about their performance. It's jousting mm. and seeing who wins. Okay? You need to go in this knowing that you are already in a winner's position. You're representing the organization who has high expectations of its employee to do their job, and mm. they're not. Right. That's, that's all you need to know with that hmm So staying away from those killer words or phrases is very important. Okay. So what, what do they need to hear? What do they need to make sure they've heard from us, whether in words or not? And these are okay. not words. All First right. of all, they need to know that intensity is there.
1: Intensity. And how mm-hmm. we
2: say the words, clarity, mm-hmm. specificity, those types of things. Secondly, is Caring. That comes okay. across early on. Said, "I want you to be successful." Adam. Right. By already Personally. setting that framework at sure. the beginning, you're letting
1: people know you're not here just because you enjoy, yeah. knocking people down a peg. Absolutely. You're here because you really want them
2: to be Absolutely. successful. I want you to be successful. You know, I care about your performance in this organization. You are impactful about other people in this department. Right. But. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So the caring has to come across as well as intensity. The third thing it has to come across is specificity. Okay. People cannot change generalities. Right they can either stop doing or continue doing specifics
1: so So i need to hear that for for generalities when you say that so in other words it's not saying to somebody you just need to be nicer or you need to be you need to get your attitude better or you need to be
2: more professional or something like that those are things that are just very hard for people to grab a hold of what that means they're saying more aptly it's saying things like this alan if you were the individual employee again Alan, we've talked about this on two other occasions specifically. Mm-hmm. But just, just yesterday I noticed you on the phone with a customer of our organization being what I would consider very rude, abrupt, and actually the tone of your voice was a very off-putting type of tone. Okay. And then you hang up hung up on the board. And I saw this yesterday. Okay. So you frame it in, I know what I'm talking about. Well, there's not much they can do to
1: argue against that right. or nitpick it or anything else. That's right. And you've given them a very specific action, a right. very specific thing you want them to
2: fix. That's exactly right. Right. That's okay. exactly right. Um, and the last thing out of the four that I think they need to know they have felt or heard in your language with them, mm-hmm. other than intensity, caring, specificity, is support. Okay. On the backside, I, I hate the sandwich approach to anything. We talked about that before. Right. But open it up with the, I want you to be successful. Mm -hmm. The back end, you need the same thing again. The whole purpose of our time together today, like the times before, is to say to you, I want you to be successful, but you're not. And these are the things that you need to do to be successful here, Alan, and stay employed. Okay. And this is what I want you to hear and walk out of here with. Well, this so is it's a little different
1: way. than the sandwich approach you were describing a few episodes ago and that, you know, it's not like we're really like trying to put in a whole bunch of positives no. at the beginning and no. positive at the end. Mm. It's all a matter of just having that framework of we're doing this because we believe you could be successful. That's right. But here are the things That's you need right. to do. That's exactly right. So it's just making sure that people understand this is not just a pure punitive. I just want to like chew you out for something you're doing wrong. Yep. This is there's a reason I'm sitting here talking to you. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's, otherwise, if we felt like there was no hope or no support, you'd be gone probably already. Yep. Yep. We really feel like there's a there's a way to make this work, and we want to see this work. But
2: it is okay to say to a person at the ending, say, Alan, I think you can do this. Right. I think you can pull this off. Sure. But you need to show it. You yep. need to do it consistently. You know? mm-hmm. And you need to stop short of saying, because the next time we sit down, you're out of here. Right. That's sure. That should the whole, be the whole thing, any
1: professional, know? I think, is going to get the message on this that's and right. know that – I'm being talked to about this very, very specifically sure. in a conference room here and it's yep. with my, my leader. They ought to be getting the message that, you know, they need to be listening this time yep. if this is
2: all being done right. Yeah, so. yeah. Good. I have to tell you a little scenario before sure. I finish up on this. There's only uh-huh. one more point I want to make sure that we do. Okay. Um, I, I've recently got engaged in a coaching situation with an individual, but it involved a departmental analysis where the, the leader was really not well thought of in the department and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And I was asked to come in and kind of validate that, uh, listen through neutral ears and and bring objectivities to it. Okay. And I found the same thing. that The the leader's behaviors were very inconsistent Mm -hmm. with what a good leader should do and be. Mm -hmm. Nice person, sweet person, uh, very pleasant individual to sit and talk to, intellectual, smart, but just wasn't wasn't Mm, doing it. Right. You don't get it done. Okay. As things rolled through, it became obvious that even though coaching was offered – as a kind of a gift from the organization, we want to make this available to you. The person didn't respond. They kept following the same holes. You know, there's an old adage. If, if you're in a hole, don't keep digging. you, right. you got to come out. Sure. Well, this person kept digging, but she'd just dig in a different direction. It made it worse. Hmm. So it came to the point where I had to give that feedback to that person after having given it already to the organization sure. and said she's not going to make it okay. as a leader in this organization. Hmm. And they said, would you tell her? I said, oh, well, me? Are you serious? And they said, well, we need to hear, she needs to hear from a neutral source because we got, you know, a dog in this fight type of thing. Okay. I said, okay, no problem. You need to be in there with me. Right. And the vice president sat down with me and, and, and that individual. And I said all the same way, you know, welcome her in and then called her name, personalized a bit and then say, this organization wants you to be successful. Mm-hmm. But you're not. Right. Here's the reasons. Here's what I've learned through our study and our coaching. And here's my expectations, basically saying that you will not get better in this role, in this role, at this time, in your job. Mm-hmm. You know, and we need to talk that through for a minute. Mm. That's tough. Absolutely. Now, it would have gone just fine had the organization's person, the vice president sitting in the room, hadn't sat over there to the other side of her, arms folded, mm, pontifical, yeah, and all of a sudden looked at the individual and said, "You got that? You understand <laughs> what he's saying?" <laughs> oh gosh! Very pontifical and all that sort of stuff. All right. Anyway, tough situation, yeah. but the message was sent. It was sent positively, I think. It was sent healthfully. It was sent supportively, but it was sent with intensity. Yes, And it's kind of interesting that on the backside, after the individual left the room, the vice mm-hmm. president asked, or talked to me. He said, man, thank you for that candor. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to the point. I All right. said, yeah, that's the only way to do it. That's yeah, the way to do it. Because I think he would have danced around things and then come down hard. Sounds like done it. it. Yeah, right.
1: Well, I think so, a lot of people out there would. I mean, that's just that's, – that's a – that's, that's a real issue, I think, a fault that many people share. is that it's, it's tough for us, as you started off the sure. conversation, it's tough for us to deliver bad news. It is tough. Or uh,
2: critical news or critical feedback sure. to somebody. It's a tough thing to do. Sure. It really is. It's just like if you're going to terminate a person, mm-hmm. you've set goals for them. They've not been met. There's something tangible there. Don't beat around the bush. Right. Don't be nice and it's simply saying, Alan, you have not met your goals in the specified yes. time frame. I wish you had. Mm-hmm. We thought you could. I think you thought you could. And I think there's some good efforts, but it just didn't get done. It just didn't work. You know, so well, at this point. And we got to keep in mind, going
1: back to the whole putting our, our mind in the right frame of mind for doing this type of thing. It is remembering that in the end, the ultimate goal is to make everybody more successful. It just may mean that that person may be more successful somewhere else yeah. in the end. Yep. But ultimately, we're this is all about everybody trying to improve and get better sure. where they are. Sure. Their place in life, their career, the company as a whole, everything is for the betterment of everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as we can keep that frame of mind when we're doing this and keeping that um, real focus to it, that, you know, this is maybe uncomfortable, but it's something that needs to be done yep. to get the positive outcome for everybody involved. Yep. Absolutely. That's right.
2: The last thing to remember about this whole sequence of, of uh, specific specifics about this sure. thing is uh-huh. simply follow up. Okay. You now, once this is said and done, that person's going to leave with some form of emotion. Mm-hmm. You're going to leave with a, a sense of emotion of a relief,
0: right. basically,
2: anything else. Hopefully, one of confidence. That went well, bit better than I thought. I think I got the message across, whatever. Sure. But they're going to leave with some kind of emotion. So let that, let that take effect on that person for a while, whatever okay. it might be. All right. You know they may go out and talk to colleagues about it. You know those things may happen. But your job as a leader is to go back later and sit down with that person or pull them aside very briefly, and say, Alan, that was a tough conversation we had to have the other day. I want to make sure that... Right messages got through in the right way. Okay. Where are you now with these things? Oh, good.
1: And let them talk. So now you're giving them the opportunity to, to steer more of the conversation. You are letting them
2: get some feedback yeah, to it. but because it's directive to me. It's feedback to me. It's almost right. like saying, well, Tony, I, I would have felt better if you hadn't jumped all over me. Or, right. you know, gee. I, so it's almost like sure. conducting
1: just... your own little follow-up review of that's how that's you exactly did and right. delivering this exactly message right. to them. Okay. That's exactly right.
2: But the message it carries to them
1: is you didn't just drop me. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're still very vested and interested right. in where they are and how okay. they're evolving with this and you want to make sure that that feedback that you provided was was handled
2: and perceived the way you were hoping it would be. Yep. Okay. So I think these seven or eight things, Alan, sure. can really uh, frame a positive – well, we hate to say the word positive – an effective yeah. uh, performance counseling situation with an employee who's crossed the line once again.
1: So uh, this is a repeat situation. Repeat situation. You've already had your, your talk with them about, you know, let's try to do this. And sure. This is some things different. This sure. is a situation where they have – not successfully done what you've yeah. asked them to do, and you are having to have this talk with them. Right. We talked a little bit about going in with the right intent. We talked preparation. about preparation. Mm-hmm. We talked about the tone of voice and the eye contact and the delivery of the words. Uh, we talked about the follow up. We talked about you know steering the conversation and the words to use. Yep. A lot of good, a lot
2: of good specifics yeah. there to deal preparation with. Preparation before the meetings, choosing the setting appropriately, mm-hmm. getting over the emotional baggage that you might have carrying them. First words are important. Who talks is important right. in this type of setting. The language that is used and how those words are said. How you ended up, hopefully mm-hmm. on a supportive note to the person. And then finally follow up. And that's all it is. Great. Yeah. Yep. Very, very good points. Good good information there. And
1: really, I encourage you if, you, if you didn't listen to our previous conversation about true constructive feedback, we give a lot more of the the high level talk about why this kind of feedback is important and what it does for an organization. And as a leader, what your role should be in giving that kind of feedback. This is really those nuts and bolts about you've got to the point where you're ready to give this kind of direct feedback counseling on their performance and how to do it. That's right. Very good. Well, dad, thanks so much. Some great information, great feedback. I think, uh, Exactly what a lot of people need to hear, and hopefully we can all do a little better with it as we go forward. Well, thank you, son. I appreciate being here
2: with you. You're quite welcome. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, You have been listening to Leadership GPS. If you've got any questions, follow-up ideas for us about either this topic or any other future topic that we may want to uh, uh, discuss in a future episode, you can let us know. Uh, Ways to do that, or you can visit the website at TheMesh.tv. There's a nice big button on the front page for Contact Us. Just uh, drop us a note through that form. Say, this is about Leadership GPS. I've got a question or a thought or a feedback on what you said. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can also just drop us a direct email at info at tv, Or uh, you can also actually call the phone number that's listed on the main page of the website if you want to leave a voice message. Uh, if you're just better at talking than you are typing, that may be <laughs> a way to do it there. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you there as well. But with that, we do encourage your feedback. We encourage your thoughts. And we look forward to talking to you at our next episode when we uncover and discuss another aspect of leadership that hopefully we can uh, share some ideas on. So with that, I'm Alan Jackson with Tony Jackson, uh, Leadership GPS. Thanks, Dad. Thank you, Alan. The all right, lead. everybody, lead well. That's right. We'll see you all next time. Take care.
0: You've been listening to The Mesh